This is the Mach 1 Market Moment with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group in Northwest Arkansas. This is the Mach 1 Market Moment with David Lee of Mach 1 Financial Group, your retirement income planning specialist wherever you are in Northwest Arkansas. Thanks for being with us today. And uh, David, I got some questions here that came in on the mailbag. We have a question here from Toby in Rogers. And Toby says he's retiring in about five years, and he's currently maxing out his 401k, but not doing any other savings. Do you think he should be saving anyplace else, even if that means putting less into his 401k? Well, uh, the answer in so many of these cases is it depends. It may make sense in your case, especially, Toby, since you're only five years from retirement. Without knowing what all you may have in other places, if you've got virtually all of your retirement savings in, in your 401k and very little in other places, I would definitely recommend as you get closer to retirement, you're going to want to make sure that you've got some non-qualified or non-IRA funds to draw from. Because when you get in and near your retirement years, if you've got everything in a 401k, you're really quite vulnerable to a tax trap. And what I mean by that is down the road, when you hit 70 and a half, the government's going to force you to take money out of your qualified plans, things like 401ks, 403bs, traditional IRAs, et cetera. And while the rate only, the required rate of withdrawal only starts at about three and a half percent at age 70 and a half. Every year you get older, that percent that the government requires you to take out goes higher and higher. So the tax trap is that you're going to be forced to take all these withdrawals out, and we don't know what tax rates are going to be down the road, five, ten years plus down the road. If we assume that tax rates don't change, then you know maybe that's not a problem. But if, you, if you're concerned that tax rates might go higher in the, down the road, you might want to strongly consider having some money in some other vehicles other than just a tax-deferred IRA or a tax-deferred 401k. So yeah, you might want to start strongly considering contributing to a Roth IRA if you're eligible to, to make a Roth contribution. You also need to make sure that you're putting some money aside in just a non-IRA emergency savings account. Good rule of thumb there is make sure you've got six months of savings built up in that non-IRA emergency savings account just so that you've got a little bit of diversity with respect to how your assets are going to be taxed in retirement. So good question. And there's a lot to that answer. I mean, there's a lot of different what ifs. There's a lot of different scenarios that come into play there as far as what's the right number. So I'd I'd really need to see your situation specifically. But I can say, again, if you've got most of your assets in IRAs, you need to start diversifying that. Put a little bit in Roth, put a little bit in non-IRA. All right. Great question, Toby. Thank you very much. And again, I'll just reiterate what David just said. Best idea is to come in and have a conversation with David Lee at Mach 1 Financial Group. Our next question here is from Donna in Bella Vista. And Donna says, my husband left me a significant amount of credit card debt when we got divorced two years ago. Apparently, he was running up charges on a card in my name that I didn't even know about. I have plenty of money in my 401k, probably more than I'm ever going to need for retirement. Should I take an early withdrawal to pay this off? That's a good question. And unfortunately, I've seen situations like this before. I would recommend not taking an early withdrawal out of an IRA to pay off a credit card, if at all possible. Because, as you may know, if you take withdrawals out early out of a qualified plan, an IRA, a 401k, et cetera. If you're under 59 and a half, 
you pay an additional 10% early withdrawal penalty. So let's say you're in the 24% tax bracket. Now, you know, just with the penalty, you're at 34%, add on another 5% or so for state taxes, and, and you're getting 60 cents on the dollar. So it's costing you a tremendous amount in tax to pay off the credit card debt. So you'd, you'd kind of calculate and figure out, okay, well, how much is this going to cost me in taxes to pay it off right now with a big lump sum withdrawal versus how much interest am I going to pay or how much financing charges am I going to pay if I pay this off in monthly installments over time? And you'll often find that it's more expensive to pay it off with a large withdrawal from an IRA because of the tax consequence. Another option you might consider is a consolidation loan. You'll see advertisements about that on TV where you might be able to get a much lower interest rate loan on some sort of a fixed rate debt payoff plan that might actually end up saving you quite a bit in interest and finance charges by doing it that way. Or you could potentially even go to an attorney and find out what your rights are in this situation with with respect to your ex-husband building up the debt. That's probably one of the first avenues I'd look at actually is whether you may have some legal outs there. I'm not an attorney, so I can't give you advice on that, but I would just say you probably ought to talk to an attorney and find out what your what your options are as far as escaping it legally. So there's a few different things for you to consider there. Donna, I hope that's helpful. Well, Donna, thanks again for the question. And David, good advice there, but basically a good idea for her to come in and have a conversation with you because there's a lot more to explore there. Our Our next question here on the Mach 1 Market Moment is from Josiah in Bentonville. And Josiah says, I have a REIT, a real estate investment trust that I purchased several years ago, and it's done nothing but lose money. I'm told that I can't cash it out, but I got a letter from a company offering to buy it from me. Is this worth exploring? Is it legit? Well, Josiah, it may be worth exploring. I guess it comes down to how soon do you need the money? Because if you can hold on to that REIT, that real estate investment trust, there's a good possibility that it might go public down the road and you won't have to you know, take a, an offer that's, say, 50 cents on the dollar or less, which is what I'm betting this offer is that you got in the mail. So if you need the money now and you don't have any other alternative, then, yeah, it's worth considering the offer, but you're probably not going to get a very good deal on it. Again, I would I would venture to bet you're probably going to get anywhere from 30 to maybe 60 cents on the dollar of what you would get if you could just kind of wait it out. The other thing you might want to do is research, do a little bit of research into the real estate investment trust itself, find out what kind of properties it owns and whether those are good long-term properties. But odds are, if some other company is willing to buy it from you, it's probably going to be a good long-term investment. Otherwise, another company probably wouldn't be interested in buying it from you. So again, if you can afford to wait, you're probably better off waiting. But definitely a disadvantage of REITs. I'm I'm not, frankly, a a huge fan of, of real estate investment trusts just because of this exact issue. They can be very, very illiquid, and there's really no way of knowing how long you got to wait before you might get your money back. So they can pay off if you're patient, though. David, these are really great questions that have come in today from Toby and Donna and Josiah. And I know that you get all kinds of questions as long as you've been doing this, helping individuals and couples and families and even different generations and preparing for retirement. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we these types of questions we've had today are very common ones that we see all the time. So uh, it's one of the things I love about my job, frankly, is helping people solve their problems. It happens to be in the financial arena, but virtually every situation that comes in the door, and we've seen literally thousands through the last 14 years, every situation is unique. I mean, they all may have similarities in what they're trying to achieve, but everybody's situation is unique to them. And so therefore, there is no one set canned answer that applies to everybody. But like I said, it's one of the things I just love most about my job is being able to figure out what the problem is and figure out the solution to make sure that people are able to achieve their their goals of retirement or whatever their their goals may be. It may be to fund a grandkid's college education or a child's college education, but that's probably the most rewarding thing about what I do. You've been listening to the Mach 1 Market Moment with David Lee, retirement income planning specialists at Mach 1 Financial Group. If you'd like to get in touch, call this number, 479-876-2100. That is 479-876-2100. Again, this is the Mach 1 Market Moment with David Lee. Advisory services through Capel Advisory Solutions, LLC, DBA Fusion Capital Management. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Please see full disclosures at www.mock-1financial.com.